It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live.
And uh, I, um, I just wanted to call you back quickly. <laughs> okay, no problem, no problem. And you know, yeah. and if there's any time that you know, I know that you listen to the recordings. That's what I wanted to make um, to call you back, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's totally that's totally perfect. That's awesome. Good, good. Yeah. Ah, so take a deep breath. <laughs> leave your meeting behind if you can. <laughs> Was it a good one? Yeah. It was a very good one. Great, great. And uh, how are you doing? Uh, um, I'm doing really well. I just got some interesting feedback from my boss, who used to be my client, and he said um, that I've become very different since I am pregnant, and he's I've become like softer and almost saccharine. <laughs> Almost, like almost sort of what? Sweet. What, did you, what did you call it? Almost what? Sweet, like saccharine sweet. sweet. Oh, saccharine. Yeah. <laughs> and like I'm less edgy and I don't swear and uh, yeah, it's it's really interesting and I, I think part of it is, you know, um, situational with the team that I'm on um, and part of it is you know, probably the pregnancy and feeling vulnerable and and hormonal and, yeah. Yeah. Well, is that, is that, I think that it's a really good thing, but um, do you miss having your edge or being more guarded in a way? Well, it wasn't guarded. It was, it was being challenging. Like, you know, I swear a lot and say, you know, more assertive things and, um, but it's also convoluted with my role as I'm not coaching him anymore. I'm his I'm his direct report. I'm not his coach anymore. So mm-hmm. it's a whole different relationship. But right. uh, I do. I mean, I part of what's cool about me and my role and my my talent is I can be challenging, um, right? And I can do it in a really effective way. Right. Um, but anyway, I just I don't know. I I I want to reflect on that if if I've if I've become really soft or I don't know. I just want to be aware of what the changes are. You know. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and you know what? Uh, it's to me. I think it's a really okay. I have to say two things. First, um, it's important for you not to like freak out because uh, it doesn't mean that you won't ever have your edge. I feel like if you needed to put some boundaries or something needs to happen, you would make it do, you know, you would make it. Um, you can be assertive. Like we had, you know, we talked about your sister and you said, you know what, that's it. I'm very clear and you're going to be very assertive and clear with her, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah, not, yeah. so the quality doesn't disappear. And uh, I think that becoming, you know, becoming pregnant, I mean, is the ultimate feminine, you know, like, archetype right yes and femininity is about being receptive and being softer and if you think about you know if you even think about like a vagina it's a receptive soft warm place 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? And you're, you're becoming like a huge man. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. That's totally true. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. is. I mean, it's like, you know, it's, it's going to be the most important organ, you know, for quite a while now. Yeah. From now until yeah. you give birth, at least. Uh, we I have a I belong to a women's group and uh, when the first one got pregnant we all gathered up and we made we made actually a vagina with an opening that was actually <laughs> as big as a door, a big, really as big as a door. We decorated wow. with cloth and everything and we gave it to because then it was really cool that we each ended up uh, giving birth like in in so that that door with the opening has been going from home to home to home and we always had a ritual. But we almost went through it as a symbol of what it's like to, like, give birth, but also almost rebirth ourselves as mothers. Wow. It's very, there's a symbol that men don't have a clue because this is about, this is, you know, the ultimate yaya sisterhood or or woo-woo sisterhood, if you want. Um, you know, the, the men don't have a clue what it's like to give birth or to rebirth yourself. And then you have, you know, it's a role that completely transforms your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I even had one of my friends say to me that I never would have given Joe a second glance if I hadn't been pregnant, single, and, and feeling vulnerable. It, and then it's possible, it's possibly true. But I see that as a, you know, I, I did read that comment from your friend, and I'm thinking, yes, of course, but is that a negative thing? Yeah, that's right. That's right. It could be a I mean, I don't know. That's, yeah. that's, that you have the answer to that. I, I don't. I really don't. I think you do. Um, you know, is it a negative thing that you would actually think outside the box and consider someone that, yeah, it's it's a little bit... You know, not your the typical man that you were interested in, and yet, did you learn anything, or have you been? Are you learning anything from the experience? Um, yeah, I am learning something from the experience. I think I'm opening my mind to different types of men, and I um, um. And you know just how how um, you know how emotional I I was. It was sort of like we were almost in a we were almost dating, and there was all this sort of really warm texting going back and forth. And I it was it was, and then after I opened myself that way and began moving in that direction to have it shut down was really more painful. Yes, of course. Um, I hope I hope you're tapping right now. I forgot. (laughs) Um, I'm feeling better today about it, but I had a bad day yesterday about it. I was feeling really blue and kind of glum. Yeah, yeah. and and, and I'm glad that you're honoring that because otherwise you would just be sweeping that up to the rug and moving forward like it's not a big deal. When in reality, you did, you know, you did consider for a moment that this could be, you know, more than just someone in passing. And your heart opened up and now it has to like, oh, oh, sorry, that was not it. Um, So it makes a lot of sense that there's a little grieving going on, of course. Yeah. It it seems disproportionate. I mean, the guy, you know, it didn't, it only went on for like a week or two. So it's not, and nothing ever happened. So, but, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just, um... Yes, and that that is exactly part of where you're at. And I think that that is very important to recognize. So actually, let's talk together in the Kahalcha point. Okay. Even though I almost don't recognize myself. Even though I almost don't recognize myself. At least others don't. <laughs> and others don't either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and there's a part of me that is judging that I had a whole day of being blue after just one week of, connection yeah and there's a part of me that's judging myself for being blue for a whole day after just one one week of connection with somebody yeah take a breath ah let it go i would love to accept all of who i am right now 
I would love to accept all of who I am right now. And welcome this new, softer side of me. And welcome this new, softer side of me. Because I have access to a different fem- openness and femininity or receptivity, however you like to say it. Because I have access to a different side of myself that is open, receptive, and feminine. Yeah. And I really and vulnerable like and emotional. Yes. Yeah. And I really like it. Yeah, exactly. Even though I was really blue yesterday and I didn't like that. Even though I was really blue yesterday and I didn't like it. I really can see how being more vulnerable and open would make me a better mother and partner. I can really see how being more vulnerable and open could make me a better mother and partner. Can you see that? Um, definitely a better mother. Um, Tell me what is what is this? What is, what are the thoughts that are coming up? And just tap through the points as you tell me, just because that, you blurt it out. Yeah. That when I am in relationship, I am quite vulnerable already. Like I'm very soft. I'm very, very emotional. Like you were saying last time that I'm, I'm not that emotional and I'm very structured. But when I'm in a relationship, I'm incredibly mushy, mm. and I. So, so you, I don't know. you don't it's think that you could actually that it would be more. I don't know that it would be better. I don't it could it could it would be different. Yeah. Uh yeah. but I don't know that it would be better. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I don't know, maybe this is the whole that my edge are or maybe kind of a misperception of myself and all this time part of the reason I haven't found a partner is that I'm I'm not as soft as I and maybe that's the learning, but it's I don't know yet because I haven't been a partner in this phase. Of course. Right. And yet it's interesting because you have, you connected with someone in this phase and he was really aware of how you shifted and I don't know if before there was this, you had the same level of transparency mm-hmm. or not. Maybe you did. Did you? Or were you maybe not with people that could perceive you as much? Um, I think I might have been with people who were less perceptive. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Do you think that has, has it ever happened that something in the past when you were with, you know, Peter or anybody else, that you actually had, you know, a reaction, but you kind of like held it in a little bit. Maybe, yeah, maybe. But my question is like maybe it's a combination. Yeah. Joe being more more attentive or receptive and you being a little bit more transparent. Yeah, that could be. That could absolutely. I think my emotions are definitely more on my surface. So that's true. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's not that you feel a lot differently, but you, it's actually it's more visible. It's more in the, on the surface. Yeah, probably. That's true. And that's, yeah. <laughs> that's worthwhile. That's worthwhile. Yeah. Because one of the things that we have talked uh, in the past, and I... I had wonderful conversations with Stefan about is how men, one of the number one things that they have as a need is to feel needed and to feel important and yeah. to feel like they, you know, they have a role. Like, um, I don't know who I was talking with, but I think it may have been him at one point that he said something like, well, you know, if you don't, if you don't need me at all, and, and I, it was a whole conversation where I didn't want to need him, but it was an emotional, from an emotional place, he needed to feel important. And if I was, uh, I was being assertive and independent and this and that, it was like, well, it doesn't, you know, it's almost like it, it doesn't matter if I'm around or not kind of thing. 
But what does that have to do with me? Yeah, but what does that have to do with my emotions being more transparent? Because when your emotions are more transparent, if something that the other person says affects you more, they can see that they're having an effect on you and Uh, they can respond to that. Yeah. They can respond to that if you're feeling, you know, right now you're feeling vulnerable or tired and they can actually bring you a cup of tea, whatever it might be. There's something about men that they want to feel that they are protecting us and that they, you know, they're protecting and they're caring. Like so, that, as a man, that's that's the, you know, it's, it's like the archetypal role, right? It's very, um, but that's that, you know, if you think about it, that's they need to bring like food and protect the women and the children. Well, I definitely need that stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> And yet, I think that until now, you have been a lot more independent and assertive. So now you're showing a softer side that is more vulnerable and open. So I think in a way, it could also be more attractive to to a man that needs to feel like they are going to hold the men role, you know? That you're not like... Um, you know, you're having a child on your own, and that in itself is, can be threatening to a man. They can feel like, yeah. oh, so you don't you don't need me at all. And and the answer is like, yeah, I did need you, but you weren't around, so I gotta do I had to do something. But that doesn't mean that you don't really need a partner. It's so interesting because. <clears throat> The men in the the men that the cross section of men that I see in the world, they don't want to have a child. They don't want to take on that responsibility. I see a lot of men who don't want to step up as a man. Well, because one of the things is that as men, men in, in general, um, they, if you think about it, I, I, especially a white male, a white male is like the top of the chain. And until they become fothers, they actually are in the role of being a son. And being which means a son? Yeah, being a son to somebody, right? They have a mother, uh-huh. even if the mother's not alive. They're yeah. still being a son, so the attention is on them. And if they actually have a partner or a wife, still the attention is on them. They know that the minute that that partner or wife has a child, the attention is going to be split. And this is, this is at an intuitive or subconscious Primal. level. Yeah, yeah. You know, very visceral. So there's men that actually don't want... I saw it reversed. I saw it where um, I had a client whose partner, he had grown children that he really was involved with. And she didn't have children and didn't want to have children. And everything was about her. And it was a huge conflict because every time that he wanted to split his time, it was like, well, why do they have to have your attention? Why do you have to, you know, and why it's not about me? So people then who don't have children have never had the experience of somebody else taking precedence. Yeah, I had that with Seamus, and I hated it. I couldn't stand it. Seamus had four yeah. kids, and I, I didn't like being number one. I was definitely number two. <clears throat> yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And and I can totally understand that absolutely. Now, if you would have had his child, then you it would have completely changed for you. I know, and that's that that's what we we were planning on doing, and that would have changed the whole dynamic and right. brought everything into equilibrium. But he it, it it didn't turn out that way. So right, yeah, but that's what I mean. Men that don't have children want to have children is because they know that the minute that, you know, as long as they are on their own, they have independence, flexibility, and they do whatever they want. They don't have to be second to none, you know, it's just... Yeah, yeah. And, and they're definitely not the partner that you would want because, well, not only because you have a, you're going to have a child, but also because as a person, sometimes they don't understand that it's important to put themselves aside. They have a much harder time negotiating. Yeah. So I'm just saying that I don't see a lot of men wanting to protect me and stand up and, and take care of me. You know. You you do feel like that or you don't? I don't. I don't see a lot of men doing that. 
Oh, I see. Well, now that you're in a different place, the hope is that you're going to invite that man yeah. who do who does want to do to protect you and take care of you and and this little girl, and that it's going to be there for the two of you. Yeah, and you know he may have children, other children of his own that. You know that you would completely understand that he wants to devote time and energy to. I have to correct my statement. There are two men who are interested in me who would love to step up and and, and um, <coughs> step into my life in that way and do stuff for me. Yeah, wasn't what what was his name? Randy? No, Rudy? 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 Rudy is yes. one, and then there's this other guy named Johnny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I I'm not. I don't feel chemistry with them. With either one of them, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I did feel chemistry with Joe. Yeah. And I, you know, one question that occurred to me about Joe is um, he's an improvement in that he's local. Um, yeah. And he was, he was super emotionally attuned. Big step, big improvement. <coughs> But he was kind of unavailable from the beginning. You know, I mean, he didn't outright state he wants to be in a relationship. And, you know, he didn't think I was pregnant. So he, and he's got this thing with his ex-wife. So he, like, he's kind of a safe choice too, isn't he? I mean, he's like, yeah. Yeah. so I don't know how much of an advance he is overall. Well, um, there's there's parts that is definitely an advancement because it was it was really interesting. There's certain things that he had where you you went outside of your box. He yeah. did not look like anything. He didn't actually do anything that you were expecting. That was like you know there were a lot of components in which you got out of your your box. But it is true that he was uh, somewhat unavailable, and that is like so. I'm curious. Does it still feel, do you have any, even though contrary to what Stefan said, this whole being unavailable and the people that are available are not, you have no chemistry with, is there still something about, if you check in deeply with yourself, is there still any sense that that you're not attractive as a woman, that you're not going to find your partner, that some, yeah. something... If it is, I'm curious if there's anything left about that that may still be connected with your dad, and to, to, even if it's a little degree. Sure. I mean, um, there's something in me that's still blocking uh, attracting a truly available man that I'm attracted to. Yes. So let's, let's, try, there. let's try something. Let's... Um, well, close your eyes, you can stop tapping for a moment, and we just allow your mind to just, you know, paint you the picture of you as a little girl, and any age that comes up is totally fine. Okay. And make contact with her. Okay. And ask how she's doing, what is going on in her life, and especially if you were to ask her how is her connection with that. So at first I went <clears throat> to this picture of myself that I have out as a three-year-old. Um, but then I, I went to the 10-year-old me um, who is having, you know, a more active relationship with her dad. And um, it was a more conscious relationship. And it was all, it was all performance-based. Mm, okay. it, was, it, was it was all just based on being an athlete or being a, you know, doing well at school. It was all based on, you know, finishing my chores or it was performance, entirely performance-driven. Okay. And I got positive or negative, she got positive or negative feedback um, 
based on that. Okay. So, so, um, so let's see. Is there something that she would like to tell Dad? That she she would like to tell Dad, or that she would like um, for you to tell Dad? If we could bring him in and just have him listen, how she feels that his his love and attention is conditional. Yeah. Yeah, that she doesn't feel seen as a as a being. Yeah. As an essence, she she feels seen and responded to as a performer. Right. And can can and it's really she, effortful. It's like exhausting. Of course, of course, because she has to. She cannot just be a child. She cannot just be herself. She has to be performing, so she gets attention and love, right? And she feels good about herself. Yeah, she has to work hard to earn it. Yes. So mm-hmm. let's let's do some tapping on her. Ask her if that would be okay. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. And this is actually her truth, right? That even though that she sees that she's getting love and attention as long as she's performing well, right? Yeah, and then she gets slammed if anything slips up. Right. So take a breath and start tapping in your gratitude point as you imagine tapping with her little hand as well. And you can do the 10 and the 3-year-old. If you want to do that, that would be really Yeah, wonderful. sure. Yeah. Yeah. So even though you feel like Dad loves you only when you're a good girl. Even though you feel Dad loves you only when you're a good girl. <clears throat> you're doing good in school or in sports. You're doing good in school or in sports. You're doing you're doing things to help in the house. Yeah, you're doing things to help around the house. I am here to tell you that you're a wonderful a wonderful daughter. I'm here to tell you that you're a wonderful daughter. You're a very sweet and smart child. You're a very sweet and smart child. No matter what you do. No matter what you do. I am here to tell you that you're a beautiful human being, beautiful child. I'm here to tell you that you're a beautiful human being and a beautiful child. And you have an amazing heart. And you have an amazing heart. And you're extremely important to me and I love you. You're extremely important to me and I love you. Even though it seems like Dad's love is conditional. Even though it seems like Dad's love is conditional. And he's, he approves of you as long as you're doing well. And he approves of you as long as you're doing well. I really want to let you know. I really want to let you know. That I can see all of you, your heart and soul. That I can see all of you, your heart and soul. And you're a beautiful child. And you're a beautiful child. You don't have to do anything. Just by being yourself, you radiate light. You don't have to do anything. Just by being yourself, you radiate light. And it's a pleasure for me to know that you're alive. And it's a pleasure for me to know that you're alive. Because you're delightful to be with. Because you're delightful to be with. Tapping through the point. Even though Dad sometimes doesn't see it. Even though Dad sometimes doesn't see it. Who you are is absolutely precious. Who you are is absolutely precious. And I am here to let you know you're no longer alone. I'm here to let you know that you're no longer alone. And my love is unconditional. And my love for you is unconditional. Because I see you. Because I see you. I see all of who you are. I see all of who you are. And you don't need to do anything for me to see you. And you don't need to do anything for me to see you. You're a beautiful soul. You're a beautiful soul. And that sometimes doesn't see it. Pardon? And sometimes dad doesn't see it. And dad doesn't see it. But it has nothing to do with you. 
but it has nothing to do with you. He has some funky glasses on. <laughs> he has some funky glasses on. And he doesn't see all of that is present in the world. And he doesn't see all that is present in the world. He cannot see all of you. He cannot see all of you. He just sees some parts. He just sees some parts. But it has nothing to do with you. This is really about those funky glasses he has. It has nothing to do with you. It's really about the funky glasses that he has. And I really want you, heart and soul, to hear that I totally love you for who you are. And I really want your heart and soul to hear that I totally love you for who you are. And I want every cell in your little body to know that you are loved. And I want every cell in your body to know that you are loved. And you deserve to be very happy. And you deserve to be very happy. Feeling loved and adored. Feeling loved and adored. Just for being who you are. Just for being who you are. Yeah, take a deep breath. <sighs> Not as well as she's feeling. What is she doing? She feels um she feels more whole. Like more like unified in all of her cells, like, you know, sort of more relaxed. Yeah. More relieved. And would it be okay to talk with that for a moment while she's, while she's, you know, maybe playing or would it be okay to talk with that? Yes. <clears throat> so you just answer as dad and remind me his name. Robin. Robin? Robin. Robin. Okay. Yes. So, so, Robin, thank you so much for taking a moment to talk with me. My name is Laura, and I'm a really good friend of Dad's. How are you? Mm-hmm. That's not a, too bad of a day. I guess I'm all right. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. I just wanted to ask you a couple of questions, if that's okay. Sure. So um, I know that your your older daughter is um, she's doing amazing in school and in sports. Uh, she's quite a little girl. Yeah, sometimes, most of the time. Yeah, and I also know that being a dad is not easy all the time. Sometimes children can be challenging, and and it's hard to be to be objective sometimes, or to to be in a, in a good space. But um, would you say that you love your daughter? Oh, yes, definitely. Would you like her to be happy? Um, yeah, but happiness isn't the end goal of life. I mean, what would you say? Is, yeah, what would you say is the end goal of life? Surviving. Oh, I see. Okay. You know, it's really important that she learns how to work hard because life is a struggle, life is hard. She she yeah. needs to survive. Yeah. So I I totally understand what you mean, and it, and it, that's crucial. You're absolutely right. She needs to. It's important. Sometimes children don't know that they need to put an effort into things in order to to make it through and be able to survive, like you said, right? Yeah, and I'm just trying to make sure that she's tough enough to survive in the world. Yeah. So what if I were to tell you, and this I know it might be a little, um, you know, simple, but I would like you to just, just for, for um, just, I would like you to really believe me that um, I have done some, so many studies and there's so much that I can assure you that I know that Deb will not only survive, but she will thrive and she, she, you're you're giving her a lot of tools for her to to really have a good life. And um, if you were to really know in your heart that um, that with absolute certainty that not only she will survive but she will do really well for herself, would that make you feel more relaxed or more comfortable? Would that be a good thing? 
yeah, but I don't <clears throat> know why I would believe you over my own my own sense of that. Well, the, the truth is that I, I'm coming from the future, and I actually um, I have seen Deb as a grown woman. Okay. And and uh, and she's she's doing really well for herself. But there's there's one little thing that you have for her as a three year old, and especially as a ten year old that would actually make her not just survive to the degree that you want, but actually beyond that, uh, be a really happy person. And I know that this may be, you know, it's not your priority, but if the priority that you have for her were completely fulfilled, would would you like, would you wish for her to be a happy person? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So... The one thing that I have to tell you that you have that would really help her get there, not just survive but thrive and, and be happy, is to let her know that you really love her for who she is, not what she does. What she does is very important, right, because we agree that it's very, very important. But beyond that, that who she is deserves to be loved and to, to be happy. Would you be willing to do something that would help her get that message? Yes. Thank you so much, Robin. You have no idea how much this would completely change her life, and I hope yours, that you know that you have done everything that you can um, for your daughter's well-being, right? Yeah, that's true. Thank you so much. So what I would like you to do is, um, if it's okay, just let her know. I know she's playing right outside. And... um, let her know that, that you really, really love her, that you see the amazing potential that she does, that you really trust that she will not only survive but thrive and that, that she really deserves to be happy and to have people love her like you do, to have a wonderful partner and a life that she finds, um, she finds love and happiness in her life. Would you be willing to do that? Yeah, but the way I love her is <laughs> I want her to be loved better than the way I love her. Good. Yes, you know, I, I'm all with you because it is true. As parents, sometimes we're limited and we want even better for our children. So I congratulate you in your realizing that. I'm all, I'm all with you. So yeah. would you be willing to tell her all that? Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah, so take your time. She's she's right there, and just tell her everything that you like her to know. One of the <clears throat> problems with my parenting style is that I don't express and acknowledge the love that I have for you outside of what you do and how you perform. And it's not something I'm in touch with myself very much. It's not part of myself that I'm really in touch with. And I can see that I'm not, you know, I haven't done that. And I want you to know that I totally, completely, profoundly love and adore your being and your nature. And it's just hard for me to operate with you that way. But inside me, deep down, I completely feel that way. And it's just hard for me to access it. So I'm sorry about that. And you're just this totally amazing human. With a really cool essence. So that's it. Yeah. Would you would you like telling her that you really wish that she finds someone that loves her even more than you you have been able to express so far so she can yeah. truly be happy? Yeah. I what I want 
and hope and dream for you is that you're able to be loved by a man who can love you in a a whole incomplete way in ways that I have not been able to love you. Hmm. Take a deep breath. Just put your hand in your heart and let all of those words in. Really acknowledging the, that reality and openness, understanding that he has been limited until this moment and now it can see the importance of sharing both his limitation as well as his desire for this little girl to be loved even more than he's able to express. That she totally deserves to be protected and loved for who she is, regardless of what she does. So she now yeah, and taken yeah. care of and <clears throat> respected and, and admired and cherished in ways that I can't and I never will and I never could. I'm not able to go there and do that for you. Yeah. But I want someone else to be able to do that for you. Absolutely. And how does how does she feel as you check in with her? Does she believe it? Does she need anything else? How is she doing? Well, she's totally blown away. She's like, wow. Yeah. Uh, What does she need to really allow? I would actually encourage you to tap slightly on your heart and hers to allow that to, to, like, really be received. It's a huge thing, and it's not easy to just really let it in. It feels amazing <clears throat> that it's acknowledged his the huge uh, deficit in his love for her, yeah. that he's naming it and that he's owning it and that it's able to link up with her experience. Yeah. And to, to also, like, listen to him that, he has had such a hard time surviving that that is that's as far as he could see. He couldn't even see. Did you notice? He couldn't even see beyond that. He couldn't. He didn't get it. There's a whole yeah. level of reality he doesn't get. Which is which is really it's really precious to know for this little ten year old to know that dad really has some funky eyes, some funky eyeglasses that let him see some but not all of reality. It's totally true. And that's... And he's just, un- go ahead. Sarah. He's just operating from a really, really limited perception of reality. Because this is his experience, right? That's why I call it like these funky glasses because he can see from where he's at. He cannot actually see further. But the moment that he was actually shown a possibility that, you know, that you are going to not just survive but thrive... Then all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, yeah, absolutely. I love her. I want her to be happy. I want because he just was shown something that he didn't, he couldn't see. And he was operating <clears throat> from his highest self at that moment, like his <laughs> right. you know, soul, like his high soul, his transcendent yeah. self. And yeah. it's also it's also amazing. This is this is one gift that I always I always like thinking. Uh, and and considering and noticing how the way that he has operated and the way that he showed you his life among surviving and suffering, really I feel, maybe I'm wrong, but I have a sense that he has allowed you to work with men that have been in power situations but also feeling at times maybe conflicted or in difficult situations. And you had a different perspective because I think that you hold that. Do you see what I mean? Like I know that it may be a bit of a leap, but it's interesting that you work mostly with men. 
Oh, it is not a leap at all. It's exactly, it makes total sense because I was very, very close to him and I had tremendous empathy for him. So it gives me a deep understanding of men. And, and, and how they have their struggles. They re- yeah, yeah, they have really intense struggles that they don't feel uh, anybody gets. Yep, 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 yep. And you really, really got it. So even though it was painful for you to be with a surviving dad, it has allowed you to see how certain men feel like, you know, if they lose their job or if they don't succeed in whatever way, they're going to die. This is it, right? It's like they do also have, some men do have some funky glasses and they don't see the whole, the whole view. And it's really interesting because I, I work with men who are not weak like he is, but I help those men thrive in their jobs. Yes. <laughs> so it's like, it's like I'm trying to heal my dad. Yes, of course. We all try to in some way fix <laughs> our parents or help. But isn't it interesting that at the same time, be, having been in that environment allows you to see things that they are not seeing. Because even though they may, these men that you work with are successful and thriving in a lot of areas, emotionally they may not be uh, very wise or very um, very intelligent at times. Yeah. Or, or their emotions interfere with their success. Yeah, absolutely. I can see that, and that's what I I try to protect them from themselves in that way. Yes, and you actually have that things. Okay, you have had a man, but you know all this education and mastery. But guess who was your first teacher? My dad. <laughs> yeah, it really yep. was. Yeah, yeah, it's totally true. So, and in some ways, I have to tell you that your dad, to a certain degree has healed, within you at least, for sure, but also to the extent that you are helping these men become more emotionally intelligent and wise and happier, you are helping your dad in the sense that you are helping every man in the planet be a little bit different for their lives. Yeah. For everybody, yeah. For everybody. I agree with that. That's, I agree with that, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it's like really... So ask that little 10-year-old how she feels because when we started, she felt like, you know, she was only being loved and seen for her accomplishments and performance. How she feels is that something that she felt and experienced but could never label or put her finger on has been named... And it's like this <clears throat> sense of deprivation yeah. of um, love. And there's a whole side to her that's been unloved yeah. and unacknowledged. And her dad just put it into words. <sighs> yeah. So just breathe into that. And that's that sort of... Um, related to the part that we were talking about last time about is there some part of me that feels unlovable or undesirable or unloved or whatever and that's totally connected to there. Yeah. Because there was a part of you that was very, have an easy time being loved as long as you are doing something. Yeah. It was invisible and she didn't see it. Like she didn't see it herself because it wasn't being reflected in her in her parents. Right. And she's had this long enduring sense of love deprivation and I still have that. <laughs> yeah. So do you think that so 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 to a sense, let's say let's put a some let's put a number on that. And your from zero to ten, how how love deprived do you feel or does this girl feel? Let's start with her right now after she heard that. And it's okay. This is, a, this is just part of a process, and it's so important for us to notice because this may be it, right? This may be what has been blocking it a little bit. 
And so zero, what are, the scale is zero to ten, and what and ten feels like very how, ugly. Yeah, how 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 much does she feel that she deserves the kind of love that she really wants? Uh huh. Um, well, now it's like at an eight or a nine for the ten-year-old. She's like, okay. oh, okay, yeah, you're right. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And how about your adult self? Um, it's a little lower. It's sort of... Um, It's like a six or a seven, maybe. Yeah, that's what I was getting to. Yeah. So that's a piece that what I would encourage you to do, we can actually see next time where you're at. But if you'd like to listen to the recording, what you could do is just do these and see who else comes up that is not fully believing. You can actually start with your adult self and have her be really present when dad talks, which would be wonderful because you can just slowly just tap on your heart or to the point however you wish, as you hear your own words, which are dad's words. That would be really nice. So you can be in a completely passive role, just listening. So listen listen to it as from my adult self instead of telling my ten year old? Yeah, just allow allow that to be because it seems like you're and the ten year old is gonna listen to it as well, is gonna hear it as well. But yeah, yeah. it seems like the adult self is like, Well, you know, yeah, that sounds very nice and yet I've had all these experiences that I'm not fully getting it. So I would like her to to also hear, just as your adult self say, Well, it is wonderful my ten year old gets it more, but there's parts of me that are not fully getting it and just allow I just allow that and just open just to say you know I allow now all of the cells in my body all of the my neurons to just really receive this reality that that dad is sharing with me because from this place it makes so much sense that you would be um, you would feel safer with an unavailable man somebody that cannot love you in the way that you really want to. Well, I don't know if I feel safer. It feels more familiar. Right. That's a good point. Yes. It feels familiar. And, you know, the other thing that, you know, being rejected for being pregnant or wanting a child or having a child, you know, that's something. Because that's happened with so many men, right, including Joe. Now he's like, no, I'm not interested in... And that, yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing that's, so that's a big theme. And that's sort of my ultimate, penultimate femininity, right? Yeah. Being respected. And that definitely comes from my dad too. Rejecting that is, it does, you know, it's part, it's part of the same thing because if you think about it, it's very interesting that you have two men who have been extremely supportive and you're not interested in them. Yeah. So it's not about pushing you to be anywhere other than where you are, but just to really, yeah, we women need to really address that directly of the feeling rejected for wanting a child in your life choices today. Right. Yep. Because yeah. Augie, end, Augie ended the relationship that way. Peter didn't want to have a relationship. Peter didn't want to have a child with me. Seamus didn't want to have a child with me. Now this guy's like, I don't want to, you know. Yeah. I would never do that. Why are you having a child at this age? Yeah. It's a rejection of that yeah. part of me. And that's my fear, right? That that men will reject me because of what I'm doing in life right now around that. Yeah. Well, let's definitely address that. Let's definitely, yeah. definitely address this one very soon because uh, that's going to be a showstopper, girl. I know. <laughs> it has been for like 10 years, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I great. don't think that we addressed that one directly yet. No. Yeah. So what I would say is work, listen to the session, you know, to at least that part of the session where Dad speaks 
I mean, as, as you can listen to the whole thing, but at least that piece a couple of times this week, and um, and hopefully um, early next week we can actually connect again and uh, and address where see where you're at. Any any of course any anything that you notice, um, yeah, you can be in touch and we'll. It's wonderful when you actually tell me what's going on because then we're we're really on it. We're on top of it. You mean in my life, like the emails I sent? Yeah, yeah. I really yeah. appreciate those. It's really, okay. it's really wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So have a wonderful right. Thanksgiving. Really enjoy. And I would encourage you to actually, you know, really focus on at least the five things that you are really grateful for in your life. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Big hug to you both. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving to you guys as well. Thank you. Bye now. Bye-bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.